The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Damn doesn't a win feel good. The Chicago Bears get a much-needed win, breaking the losing streak against the Washington Commanders, a game in which Justin Fields and G.J. Moore look like every bit of the dynamic duo that we hoped that they were going to be on paper. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm Hayes. Uh, you guys can follow the channel at Shot Bears Central on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, listen. It's a win. It's celebration. The Chicago Bears got a win today against the Washington Commanders tonight, I should say, even though we're into the next day. It's past midnight with Justin Fields looking like that pocket presence, right? And understanding how and when, how to use his body, when to use his legs, right? How to go downfield, really, especially in that first half, just timing with DJ Moore, just being at that next level, right? And that's what you wanted to see from Justin Fields. 15 and 29 in this game, nine yards per pass, right? 282 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. He was sacked three times for a total of nine yards. He finishes with a QB rating of 125.3. Justin Fields looked like everything we've wanted him to be, every single thing we've wanted him to be today. And, like, it's just... It was great to see Justin Fields and DJ Moore connect in the way that they did. DJ Moore was targeted 10 times. He had eight receptions, 230 yards, three touchdowns for DJ Moore. Kokomet, five receptions for 42 yards, one touchdown. And then Robert Tanyan getting the other two receptions in that. Uh, 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 Justin Fields in this game found it, his chemistry with DJ Moore and relied on that chemistry, only connecting on passes to three-year-old receivers. Now, he did target a total of six receivers in this game as far as you know well targets in this game Khalil Herbert Darnell Mooney Equinomi St. Brown all got targets as well none of them got any receptions on that unfortunately but this offense especially in the first half of this game looked so much better it really did seem like they built off the principles that we saw in that in that game against the Denver Broncos and they brought that into this into this game now there were some questions in the second half right and you know that's just being fair now we did end up scoring 13 points in the second half, but there were still some questions in the second half of this game as far as Luke Getzey and the way that he adjusted to what the Washington Commanders were doing. But I tell you what, for the defensive line that this Chicago Bears team faced in this game, the offensive line did pretty damn good in this game. I know they allowed three sacks, but really when you're talking about four players on that front line for the Washington Commanders that are all on pace to go over 10 sacks in the season, the, the Chicago Bears offensive line with Tevin Jenkins returning looked pretty darn good. Pretty darn good. We got Dylan in the building. He says this, uh, or Dylan, uh, Dylan, this is not making the band. I cried real tears after catching this dub. Fields leads the league in passing touchdowns now. That's wild. 
that's wild. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see when it comes to that. Uh, Khalil Herbert in this game goes down. Luckily, he's able to stay on the sideline. You know, let's hope that it was just something with uh, them having 10 days off. They decided to go ahead and hold him out the rest of the game. But he had 10 carries, 76 yards in this game. No touchdowns, but he was really on that pace. He was starting to find his rhythm, right? And I think the Chicago Bears team as a whole was starting to find their rhythm on the ground, but then they had to come out of it. So, you know, we'll see. We'll we'll see what, what shows up with that. But, like, hopefully Khalil Herbert, nothing uh, nagging with him on there. And he's able to really, you know, take advantage of these 10 days, get back on the field. Roshan Johnson also goes down in this game, right, with a concussion. We missed out on Roshan as well. So, you know, that's why you want depth at their running back position. Travis Homer was out. So, you know, a, a lot of stuff happened in this game as far as the running game. And I think had, you know, Roshan and Khalil Herbert not gone down, we would have saw kind of that offense maybe maybe look a little better as far as in that second half of the game because we would have been able to rely on our running game. We ended up giving eight carries to Kari Blasting game because he was the only, he was the last running back left standing. Everybody else was down and out, right? So, you know, we'll see what happens with that. Um, and so, you know, it is what it is. Hold on. Apologize. Um, but yeah, so that that's just listen. It, this you want to see a team that builds off their successes and find a way. And if you guys watch today's daily episode of Chicago Bears Central, one of the things that I did say was how what does the coaching staff learn from the game against the Denver Broncos, right? And it seemed like at least Lou Getzey in that first half learned a lot. Now Lou Getzey left much to be desired with his play calling in the second half of the game, but you know, no, no, he's not going to be perfect. He's not going to go from looking absolutely terrible to being perfect. But I will say, you know some some right steps in the right direction for the Chicago Bears that we needed to see. So, you know, we'll see with that one. Uh, 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 B-Bill Sr. says, we got 10 days to get healthy. Completely agree with you on that one. We got a comment from a Facebook user. I wish, I hate that it doesn't show you guys his name. Tevin slept and pool, uh, on a pool and still made the block bear down. Listen, Tevin Jenkins is a monster, and I'm so glad to have him back um for the Chicago Bears but you know we'll see now with that said all the all the positivity that we can talk about the offensive side of the ball and there was some right we want to be clear there but there was that defense right the defense left much to be desired I will say this right I want to give them credit for the defense getting stops where they needed to get stops because they did the defense got stops uh at some of the key times especially in that fourth quarter but you know when you allow 17 of 20 points in the second half of your game that 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 it, there's some concerns there. Now I will say this: it was nice to see the Chicago Bears go to the blitz consistently. Right, we blitz probably more times in this game than we've had in the rest of the four games of the season combined. Right, we definitely got more sacks, five sacks on the night for the Chicago Bears defense. Right, getting to Sam Howell. Now Sam Howell still did had a pretty good night statistic wise: thirty-seven to fifty-one for three hundred and eighty-eight yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. But listen. The Chicago Bears put pressure on them, and you really would have to have watched this game to understand how the Chicago Bears' front seven really did improve as far as getting consistent pressure, more consistent than what we've seen in any other part of the season. Was it perfect? No. Did the secondary still get exposed at times? Absolutely, right? Can't take away from that. But overall, there were some positives to take away on all aspects of the game, and I'm glad to see that from the Chicago Bears as well. Uh, Dylan as well uh, in this one says, it is disappointing how we down running back one and two. Also looks like we're down Edmonds as well. Yeah, listen, we'll end up seeing what happens with that. Like, I do think if concussion, even if he goes into the concussion protocol, more than likely he's going to be back after 10 days, right? Khalil Herbert, let's hope it's nothing major. It didn't even seem like they sent him back uh, in, the, in the locker room or anything. So let's hope it was just a, a, a bad sprain or something like that. 
may keep him out a week, but with 10 days off, let's hope he's back with that one. And then let's not forget, even if one, one or both of them are out, we still have a pretty darn good running back in Deontay Foreman, who was inactive in this game, so he couldn't have come in once everybody went down. But we do have a pretty darn good quarterback that's ready and healthy that can step in. Like So, you know, I'm not really too worried about the running back position for the Chicago Bears. Now, that may come back to bite me in my ass, but I'm not too worried about it right now. A lot of first downs Washington Commanders shouldn't have had. Uh, we were poor at tackling. Very poor tackling night. Very poor tackling night. Um, so many uh, opportunities for the Bears to put um, the Commanders in second and long, third and long, if they just tackled properly, wrapped up properly. Is that a pause? That may be a pause. A pause for some water. But, uh, you know, so, you know, you want to shore up those type of things. But one of the things with this team that I will say is that with all the players that were down with injury, right, you look at Eddie Jackson out, right, uh, uh, Jalen Johnson out, right? So these are players that we were supposed to, that are, are supposed to be our starters and leaders on the defensive side of the ball. So, you know, hopefully with, you know, the, the trial by fire that some of these depth pieces have had to go through, like Stroman now being basically a starter, right, with all the injuries, Hopefully now, once the other players come back, a Kyler Gordon as well, who I believe is eligible to come back in the next game when he was put on uh, uh, on IR. Now, there are some thoughts that maybe he may be out for longer, but if he's healthy, we'll see, right? But hopefully that trial by fire really helps as well. Um, B-Bill Sr. also says, I love seeing the aggression on defense with the blitzes. Listen, agree with you there. Like, I will say this. Is Matt Eberflus perfect? Was this game called amazingly? Hell no. But there were some definitely points and signs of improvement in both the play calling and the execution am i all of a sudden sold on this coaching staff no to me everybody can still go they can all go everybody can get their pink slips tomorrow right as far as the coaching staff but i even with that being said i don't want i don't want to fail to acknowledge the fact that there were some improvements in the play calling on both sides of the ball now with luke getsy i want to see better adjustments in the second half we're seeing right now from luke getsy he can come in with a great game plan and he doesn't really adjust from that once the defense starts adjusting right and with the defense there's some positives to take away right we blitz we got to the quarterback but there's still a lot with this defense that it just doesn't make me feel confident our offense almost has to play a damn near perfect game for us to hold on and to feel secure in the lead. And that's something that's just not sustainable. But hopefully with players coming back, more growth, we end up seeing it. Like Javon Dexter was at it in this game, right? Billings had some ups, had some downs in this one as well, like, like most players. But no, we'll end up seeing it. We'll end up seeing it. Um, Brisker talk trash all game. Listen, that that this, this thing that Brisker did, listen, I need him to stop that until he fucking does something, right? I'm I'm about to issue a challenge for Jaquan Brisker like I did Kendall Vidor uh, last year. Because Jaquan Brisker, I tell you what, he's out there and he's healthy and shout out to that. But I tell you what, has 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 Brisker made a, a impact play all season? Hey, he needs to make an impact play. This is a guy that last year almost walked himself into impact plays at least one or two every game. Jaquan Brisker got to stop talking so much shit. And he got to get out there and make an impact, right? Make an impact. Make your presence felt. That's what we want to see. Um, super chat from Dylan. Thank you, Dylan, for supporting the channel at any level. My brother, you know, we appreciate you that for that. He says, bear down. Thank you, CBC, for keeping up with our team at its highs and lows. Listen, that's the thing with this, right? And I, I, I would not do this if I 
wasn't going to commit fully. I don't care if the Bears win. If the Bears lose, you're still getting daily content. Um, my mood on it may change up and down, right, depending on it. But you're still going to get the same thing from all of us here. And one thing is that we're committed to this. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Team, we're actually fans of this team. Unlike places like, uh, you know, never mind, I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus that are actually, uh, you know, Washington Commanders fans, weirdly enough. But with that said, you know, it is what it is. And so we're here. We're locked in all the time, man. Brandon L. Jett says uh, another post-game live stream. Well, I didn't. The guys only did 14 in the live stream. And so I didn't get to hop on it after I did Bleacher Report. Usually we go about 30, 40 minutes. And I felt like, you know what, the audience deserves more. So. Yeah, another another post game show. This time I'm on it. So how about that? CB Film says the defense was real mid. Mid is the exact word of the defense today. That's the perfect word to describe it. It was it was a very mid defensive effort tonight. But listen, I will say this. Like I said, even with all my critiques of the defense, we got the stop when we needed to get the stops right. And 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 in the fourth quarter, I won't say necessarily the whole game because there are times where we needed to get them off the field in the third quarter and we couldn't. But I say this. The Bears held them to six points in the fourth quarter after giving up 11 in the third, right? So you, you, you say something for that, right? Um, the, when you look at this, the statistics of it, right, the Chicago Bears had 451 total yards. The Washington Commanders had 388. Not that much of a difference. Now, the Commanders did have two turnovers. Shout out to us for getting uh, a fumble and an interception, right? And then they had 23 first downs to our 18 first downs. We held the ball a little bit longer at 30-minute possession time to their 29 and 56 minutes. So a lot of things were even, but Justin Fields and, and DJ Moore really made the difference in this game, man. It really made the difference. And I'll tell you what, they they couldn't run the ball against us either. They only had 29 total yards rushing in this game. Now, they didn't really go to the rush a lot, right? When you look at it, they only ran the ball 10 times this whole game, whereas they passed the ball 51 times. But listen, we took care of what we needed to take care of. Uh, the offensive blocking was on point. Listen, this was a, this was a big game. Big game from them there. Definitely give you that one. Briss talking and ain't did shit all game, bro. I, I do not fight with you on that one. I cannot fight with you on that one. Still not sold on the staff. They failed to make adjustments. They failed to keep their foot on the gas. They got to go. If they fired them tonight, I would I would be. I think you mean wouldn't be upset. Um, I mean, listen, I, I, I've heard things, right? I've heard rumblings that, you know, it would take Matt Eberflus to have to turn around this, this season so much for him to keep his job. Do I believe it? I think there's some smoke to that, right? But overall, I think you really have to look at it as this. Even if you do keep Matt Eberflus on a head coach and say, we're going to bring on a great defensive coordinator, we're going to bring on an amazing offensive coordinator, I still don't know if, like, Matt Eberflus is the guy. I, I, like, Eric Bieniemy needs to get a chance. When you look at what Bieniemy is able to do with Sam Howe and the wide receiver cores that they have here, imagine what he would do with Justin Fields Khalil Herbert, DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, if he's retained, Cole Komet, Roshan Johnson, right? Give him that type of raw offensive talent. And I would love to see the type of scheme that Eric being to me would cook up for this team. Would love to see it. Buy a goddamn office share. Hey, for $2, I can't do that, but I appreciate you for supporting the channel, my brother. Let's look, look, if I, 
which one? Is it here? Yeah. See, look at that. If I lean too hard to the left, this chair is gone because it's missing a leg over there. Fourth quarter podcast is DJ Moore really a dog. I'm glad he had his breakout game as a bear, but this is by far the best weapon uh, offense outside of Justin Fields. Yeah, I mean, it is. DJ Moore is an absolute weapon. But one thing that I want to say and talk about this from the standpoint of, especially now with 10 days off, Luke Getze has to get in the lab and get into work to figure out how to get other people involved. Because now the story's out. I tell you what, everyone now, they're going to start either double teaming um, DJ Moore or running a, 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 a combo zone coverage on him. Because I tell you what, if you can't get other weapons involved consistently, they're going to start zeroing in on DJ Moore. And that is the next great adjustment that this offense needs to make is that now with the added pressure that's going to be put on DJ Moore, how do you use that to open up the game for your other weapons. Cole Komet needs to benefit from it. Darnell Mooney needs to benefit from it. Tyler Scott, get him out in the open field. He needs to benefit from it, right? Use Roshan Johnson more in the passing game. Knock on wood that he's able to come back soon, right? Because I, because that is what the next thing is going to be. Teams are going to see DJ Moore is our weapon for Justin Fields, and I wouldn't be surprised if as soon as the Minnesota game that we have on the 15th, they're running double teams at DJ Moore to really try to keep the ball out of DJ Moore's hands. And then how Luke Getze adjusts to that, that's going to really tell a big part of what the rest of the season is going to look like for the Chicago Bears offense, in my opinion. It was good to see the Bears fans showed up tonight as well. Clearly, you could hear, let's go Bears on multiple occasions. Listen, Bears fandom is worldwide. It just is what it is there. Um, it was a great game, but I'll wait till week 10. Hey, listen, and I can't blame you for that pessimism, right? Because it's t like this watching the Bears this season has been a struggle. And so I can't blame anybody for looking at this team and saying, listen, it's good to see the growth from the offense in the last two weeks, but I don't trust it. I can't knock anybody for that. Let's see if the Bears can now turn that around. Right. We'll see. We'll see what the Bears can do, man. Let's hope that let's hope that this is a trend that continues for the Chicago Bears. B. Bill Sr. says, if we can somehow get to four and four, can we make a playoff run? Listen. I'm not going to predict anything to do with the playoffs anytime soon. I'm not even going to do it, right? The Bears, let, let's say this. I would need to see the Bears get back to 500, right? So like you said, to 4-4 four and four, and see how they got back to 4-4 four and four before I'm willing to, to say that. Is it possible? Yes. But I'm not willing to put, to put that out there yet until I see some consistent adjustments and things like that from the Chicago Bears, and then we'll see. Larry Bourne played very well. Uh, Wright looked good. He messed up a few times. Davis was good, and Lucas needs to be our center. Uh, them high snaps are killing us. See, it's funny because I was over on Bleach Report, and a lot of people on Bleach Report said the difference of Cody Whitehair needs to stay our center. So, listen, at the end of the day, our, our center position is a very tough position. God damn, uh, Jet. Thank you, Jet. He says, I beg your pardon. Uh, Brandon L. Jet with a $50 super chat. Thank you, uh, Jet. You know I appreciate you, brother, as always, man. From the Facebook user says, for the most part, Justin has been getting the ball out on time. For example, on those short throws to DJ, if that pass was a second late, it would have been picked or, or pass deflected. Oh, make no mistakes about it. Justin Fields passing in this game was, was on point for more times than what it was. Like, he delivered the ball exactly where it needed to be. Those touchdowns, especially that first touchdown, he took advantage of a window. And I tell you what, and he made that decision quick, right? They put up a stat at some point in this game. It's like when Justin Fields held on to the ball less than four seconds, he was actually more accurate, right? We're seeing the, that growth from, from him for sure. Fourth quarter podcast is Mooney has 100 yards. The next, 
early hot take. I mean, listen, it's probably going to be there for him, especially when you look at the fact of, like I said, how defenses are now going to adjust for DJ Moore. It can open up a lot for him, definitely open up a lot for him. Zaquan says we need to fo really focus on tackling next week. 100% agree with you on that one too, brother. 100% agree with you. Fourth quarter podcast says uh, that shirt's fire. Hey, listen, I, you know, I got I got some Bears drip. I do it a little bit. Hey, yeah, they said it's just an ankle injury. Ro uh, Roshan, uh, concussion should be back by next week. Good, good. That's what I like to hear, man. I didn't want to, you know, knock on wood. I didn't want to jinx anything, but yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know why uh, Ibrufus is doing what Ibrufus is doing with Deontay Foreman. He hasn't played since game one. Um, because he listen, we got quarter. I mean, running backs that are better than him. Roshan Johnson is a better running back than Deontay Foreman. Khalil Herbert is a better running back than Deontay Foreman. And you you keep in Travis Homer because he is used in specialties as his blocking prowess is definitely needed. And that it makes sense, right? But I will say this, like maybe this now, seeing the injuries and like that changes that mindset. We'll end up seeing. Now go buy a damn office chair. Hey, man. I, I mean, you're not lying, though. You're not, not lying. Fourth quarter podcast says uh, we got to do a collab on an episode. Hey, listen, I, if you for anyone that doesn't know any other podcasters that are watching this, I don't care if you got five subscribers or if you got 50,000 subscribers. I don't care about that. Right. If you if you invite me on more times than not, I'm always going to accept. Now, there have been some times I've turned down uh, guest appearances just because people be wilding and that's a lot to say because i'd be wilding too uh but like outside of that man you just got to hit me up bro like at ceo hayes on every social media platform hit me up bro i love to do it man love to do it herbert is becoming uh one of my favorite players not gonna lie hey listen and this is one thing you guys know i'm not afraid to admit when i was wrong coming into this season i had my doubts about khalil herbert being the, the running back one right and i still do think eventually roshan is probably going to take that position but khalil has been everything almost that we've needed him to be almost everything that we needed him to be man long live dick buckus absolutely man rest in uh peace and power to that man and prayers up to his family for sure i'm sure i can't imagine what they're going through man and you know of course a bears legend um back one of the people who gave us the right to be called the monsters of the midway and you know he deserves all the praise that he's gonna get but all right y'all i just wanted to give you guys a little bit longer of a post game show uh, i know bobby had uh hiccups and they, they they went 14 minutes but i wanted to come in give my thoughts give you guys a little bit extra content you guys know you know we're the number one spot for everything chicago bears related and it just is what it is there um I, we wear that happily on our sleeves because we, we love giving you guys these content, and we're going to give it to you consistently. Hopefully, you guys continue to, to, to rock with it, man. We are on our way to 10,000 subscribers. Right now, we're 422 away from 4,000 subscribers. So if you're not subscribed to the channel, make sure you hit that subscribe button. A lot of people who, you know, we pop up in their algorithm a lot think they're subscribed. Make sure you subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. It helps grows the channel and all those things like that. Uh, but, yeah, that's it, man. I appreciate you guys so much for for staying tuned in man to the number one spot make sure you guys are following the show at shy bear central you can send us any feedback questions comments concerns chicago bear central gmail.com lastly if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail as tomorrow is the mailbag episode the number to do so 773-242-9336 we are the number one spot for everything chicago bears related thanks to you guys and like i like to end every episode on shy town up or bear down love you guys Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break, Break Media. 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 Media.